everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. I'm Ramon Chavez, joined by my partner, Owen Evans. How you doing, sir? You know what? I'm just sitting here eagerly awaiting. We've got something new today, haven't we? You teased something on social media yesterday. I'm just eagerly awaiting to know who won that one. You don't sound eager at all, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, uh, I announced that going forward, we'll do a vinyl of the week. Uh, if my budget can afford it, you know, we'll see. Um, but anyway, uh, I put it on, I put a picture on Twitter uh, and uh, and I'll let people guess basically what the vinyl is or what album it is. And you will get to find out today on Tuesday. So right behind me over here, we have Major Laser Essentials and a shout out to Taco underscore Presidente for getting it on Twitter. So uh, congratulations to him. If I do get a budget, you know, moving forward, maybe we can give out more prizes. So we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, moving forward with the vinyl of the week. But shout out to Taco underscore Presidente for getting that right. All right, Owen, let's get down to business. We got a lot to talk about. We're not we upset do. on Tuesday. We're calm, cool, and collected, hopeful, some people might say. But I'm saying pump the brakes, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Uh, oh, hang on a minute. Hold on. Hold on. So I'm not the negative one. You're the negative one today. I'm being negative today. Yeah. Ooh, so here we're going to talk about, obviously about the 4-0 win on Saturday, which was a great win. Uh, we got some updates today from uh, the press conference and no one's going to fill, fill us in on that. And uh, we're going to take a look around the USL, see what uh, what happened over the weekend and also talk a little bit maybe about European football. You know, uh, the Premier League is starting this Friday. Um, and so it's it's back back to football and not just baseball all the time. Just kidding. I hear the championship <laughs> came back last week. That's true. That's true. The EFL, mm-hmm. I've seen those. Yeah. Uh, Champions League playoffs. Um, I'm just kidding, Jacob. That was just a shout out because I've been watching some baseball lately. But um, yeah, shout out to everybody in the chat. Reese, we got Tyler, uh, Elizabeth, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Reese, uh, again, Michael. And now we got Pat Moses. Uh, and then talking about her talk. I saw something about that on Twitter, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about know. that later, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, Owen. Uh, 4-0 win on Saturday. It was a rainy day. We, I wasn't too happy about it. You were thrilled. You said proper football weather is what you said. Um, not to me, not in Arizona, but, uh, ultimately, uh, rising was able to get the victory. I was a little bit surprised by the scoreline. I think a lot of people were, but ultimately I was happy that they got the three points. So Owen, how, how are you feeling after that victory on Saturday? It was proper football weather. Actually, one of, one of the coaching staff, when they were coming out to warm up, said to me, oh, yeah, when I said that to him, he went, oh, go on, then go get your boots on. I'm glad he didn't because they wouldn't have come away with three points. But uh, <laughs> look, it was a good game in terms of rising, looking more like they have in the past. Um, yeah, you know, not this season, but in past seasons, whereby it just seemed to click in the attack. Um, it was a, a degree of just being clinical that, that has really been lacking this season. Um, and, and when I say clinical, I don't even just mean in terms of finishing. It goes beyond that. The chance creation was better. Um, I mean, it all gets off to a good start with, with Aiden Quinn's Olympico. <laughs> you can't get a, a better goal than that, really, to, to kick you off. Then JJ Williams opens his rising account with a goal on his club debut. And from there, look, it it felt as though, yes, in those conditions, maybe Colorado Springs could have worked themselves back into that game. It wouldn't have taken much, only a slip or two to get in. But that isn't what happened. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what ultimately happened in the end is Rising managed to pick up another goal at 3-0. You think it's game over. And then by the time 
Richie comes on at the end, adds the fourth, just goodbye. I mean, it was so bad that we've got to point out here that Colorado Springs put a statement out on Twitter. I was not uh, happy I saw that. Like, I thought that was really weird. Um, it's very weird. Like, relax. Like, you had a bad month. We all understand. It's not like you played terribly. You got hit by injuries. Your schedule's whack. It's, to me, like, I don't know. From that, from an outside perspective, it was a little much. Yeah, it's it's a bit weird. I understand. Look, it was a bad result against a team that realistically they shouldn't be losing to. Um, but look, it feels weird having just a generic club statement. Sorry, we lost. You know, yeah. if it was the coach apologizing to the supporters or the captain apologizing to the supporters, mm-hmm. I get it. But yeah, that that statement they put out was just weird. Like it, it's a <laughs> little bit, just a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, no. But uh, I, I like the the win. Rising looked a lot better. You know, I think the word to describe it, like you were saying, is clinical. They were able to actually put away the chances that they've had all along this season. It's not that they haven't had you know shots um, or shots on target, but it's it, I don't know. Maybe just having JJ up top just unlocked this potential that was like on the surface, you know? And so it, it just kind of, and a lot of people, and I felt the same way for a while too, but it's like, I kind of got to pump the brakes a little bit because I've been hurt by this rising team before. So that's why I kind of said it at the beginning of the show that it's like, okay, we got the W it's all great. You're still out of the playoffs. You still got to get some more wins together. And these, these guys got to gel together. You know, it's, it's a, it's a team that played well but I feel it kind of gave me Monterey Bay vibes. And by the, by that, I mean, it, you know, this Colorado team looked tired. They looked defeated. They looked like it was a team that had not had a good month and it showed on the field. So I, I love the fact that they scored four goals. I think it's great as a confidence boost for the team. But I think maybe we should t- pump the brakes a little bit, be a little bit more realistic and look forward to the next game. And I think I can judge the team a little bit further then, than just based on the performance on Saturday. Absolutely. And I feel as though, look, this is now a Vegas team. They've played twice this season. They have lost both those games. They are well aware that they have forwards in that team that are very dangerous and very quick and will catch you. The one Mm -hmm. bit of good news, we were worried that Joe Farrell was going to be suspended due to uh, card accumulation. That is not the case. Joe Farrell will be available for the game on Saturday. But yeah, it's still a problem. And Part of that comes down to as well, look, we've got to work out what's happening with the defense. Do we stick with the current situation? Look, Musa and Farrell, I think you should be happy enough to stay with those guys. Mm-hmm. But then the question comes, Daniel King has performed well on the left, but it doesn't give you many options then on the right. And that's where Rising has some problems then, looking at mm-hmm. the depth. Because you've got Channing Chasen, who for all of the progress that he may have made this season, I still do not believe in a defense that is finally solidified is necessarily the guy. I feel that he will be prone to certain errors that we have seen repeatedly over the course of the season from multiple players. This isn't singling him out. This has been Mm -hmm. multiple players over the course of the season, but because he's young, because he's still quite inexperienced, I fear that the kind of adaptations to the system we've seen from other guys, we may not see from him. Then you have Joey Calistri who look, he's done a a good enough job at right back, but is he going to be needed elsewhere as well? Uh, it's possible that this is the case going forward. We don't know. Um, 
then there's even more to it as well. The midfield, right? Are we realistically going to see the same midfield trio? You'd have thought that Lambert's going to stay. You'd have, th- you'd have thought that Quinn's going to stay. But does mm-hmm. Luis remain in that midfield trio? How does his role look going forward? You know, we've got Arturo slowly coming back. We'll touch on that in a second. But these are all different things that have to be considered. Does Babukar Jai stay on the wing? at the moment because he's playing as a winger where do we see babu's future kind of lie um and what does that mean for other guys guys like greg hurst who who rick admitted today look he's not a a true number nine necessarily he's not necessarily a winger he's kind of more of a second striker maybe even a number 10 but isn't quite seem to fit quite right in the system Mm -hmm. which is a question because it goes then to what or why why do you bring in a guy who don't fit quite right in the system um Mm -hmm. but He's done at times this season enough that you feel like it's justified that he's got to be given a crack at playing. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things I think this mm-hmm. team, while it clicked against Colorado Springs, will that necessarily get it done week in, week out? Or will it also possibly be fragile and susceptible to players missing games because of suspensions or injuries or mm-hmm. or whatever? Um and so, yeah, there's still just a lot to kind of figure out about how best to piece these guys together and how to make sure that that's robust, not just in one game, but over mm-hmm. the course of what's going to be a very tough run-in where Rising's already chasing. You've got a big six-point game on the weekend. Let's be clear. Vegas Lights at four points ahead of Rising at the moment, who are currently in the last playoff spot. That is a six-pointer right now because mm-hmm. this team can't afford to be seven points back on them. Yeah, so no, I definitely agree. It's, it's, it's a really tough run in starting this weekend with a really big game against Vegas at home. Yeah. And we need to find these answers soon and, and hopefully things click. Hopefully what we saw last weekend can carry on, but mm. still going to yeah. see. Yeah, no, the Vegas games this season have been have been tough. Uh, I think Rising has been able to hang, you know, with with Vegas but and that's that's one of my worries. Like how is this team going to click? How is this team going to gel? What pieces do you move? Um, you know, with Arturo coming back, with with Jose coming back, do you do you sit Luis uh, say he has one, once again and let maybe Arturo kind of get some rhythm? Uh, if you ask me, keep Arturo on the bench. You put either Jose or Luis in there. Preferably, I would prefer Luis just because of his ball management, his control on the ball, able to move it uh, without a, a lot of turnovers. Defensively, I think that's one of the unwritten parts of his game as well while he's not as fast uh, as someone like Jose he he knows where he picks where to pick his spots he's obviously a veteran he has a lot of experiences so uh, he he can do the job now can he do that over 90 minutes I probably don't think so and but that's when you know you have the luxury of having someone like Arturo Rodriguez on the bench and, and Jose as well so it, this is something that Rick Shantz has to kind of figure out uh, in the midfield you don't you do not move Quinn and Lambert whatsoever you keep those guys there um as far as the defense, I've liked King on that left side. I think it kind of stabilizes things a little bit in the back line. And having Babu kind of as his teammate there on the left wing, I think it helps out as well. Not only because of what Babu can bring offensively, but we know he can track back and he can help out when needed. So I think it covers that part of the field as well. So I've liked, you know, the lineup that that Rick uh, put out, um, especially with Santi. You know, I, having Santi on the right wing usually means one thing, which is get the ball to the striker. So having there, uh, having um, Santi there connecting with J.J. Williams, I think that's the best way to go. And so it, it looks like the lineup is set. It's just a matter of, like you're saying, suspensions and stuff like that and, and see how you adjust to those. But overall, I like the lineup, but we'll see if it can continue to play well against uh, a team like Las Vegas. 
You know what? We've been talking quite a bit there about some of the attacking players and Arturo in the midfield and all of that. Why don't we toss it over now? We do have a clip from Rick to, and, and from Arturo himself talking about kind of the timeline for Arturo's recovery. We saw him last game, but here's how it's going to look going forward. I mean, what did he get? 12 minutes, 15 minutes or something like that. So generally, if it were preseason, you would double it every, ch- every time. So three, four games, but... Luis was exceptional, you know, and we won a game and uh, Cozy was out with a red card. So it's not going to be easy. He's going to have to compete. That's um, what I've told all of them is the guys, if they're performing and they're and they're getting results and they're getting doing things that we need them to do is within our style and in our framework, then they're going to play. Um, he, he's a competitor and he wants to be on the field. And it was really nice to see him out there and. The goal, the fourth goal, I thought when he beat the player and he drew the fullback in and then he slipped Greg out wide, you know, that's, I think last year or the year before with, with Arturo, what you see is he would continue to dribble. And I told him that was really awesome. That was a good sign of maturity and it led to a goal. Do you feel like you could play a full 90 right now? Not, not really. No, I think I want to I wanna play the full 90 when I feel 100%. But I think uh, as a sub, I think... That's a good, uh, good thing for me. And I agree. Yeah. Mm. It, it's Look, it's going to take time. Um, one thing that Rising does have in its advantage, they have two games coming up on weekends now, and then they have a nice two-week break. So to me, it's kind of a good opportunity to start easing Arturo in, really get him some more minutes off the bench, including looking perhaps by the time of the Orange County game to give him you know, more than just kind of 10, 15 minutes off the bench, but giving him maybe the second half or, you know, maybe at least half an hour or more. Um, And then you've got two weeks to kind of work on it and make sure that he's ready so that by the time El Paso comes around at the end of this month, he's in Mm -hmm. better shape. Now, again, though, it still means kind of looking at that midfield trio and trying to work out how things are going to piece together, especially if, as I mentioned today, Rick kind of mentioned that, well, you know, you could kind of play Greg as a number ten, um, which, which yeah, it, it, it adds bit. a lot of thing. Especially yeah. when you've got guys like Carlos Anguiano who just aren't seeing the pitch. We did see him on the bench these last couple of games. That does make a mm. difference, but he's not really seeing the pitch. He's not really been given too much of an opportunity in mm-hmm. season, at least um, a couple of times. But again, it we kind of have had that discussion. I know we have quite a bit. Whereby it's what do you have to do to set the midfield up to work alongside Carlos? Well, mm-hmm. again, I'm sure from what we've seen in the past, hasn't felt that way, but mm-hmm. maybe he'll get an opportunity later down the line. But with Arturo coming back, I'm not so sure that he will, especially especially if Jose yeah. is hanging around. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, and that's one of the things now that, people are coming back from injuries. They're being added onto the squad. You kind of, the curates like a little bit more of a competition there for that spot. You're not given maybe that bench spot just because there's no one else. You actually now have to compete during we, uh, during the, uh, during the week in order to get on the bench. And we've seen absences from people that kind of have you question like what's going on. You know, one, one person that a lot of people have been asking about is Ryan flood, you know, ever since you know the, the red card suspension, he hasn't been seen. Uh, you know, we've hear rumblings here and there, but it's it's like, what's going on? Is he injured? Is he, you know, in the doghouse? Like, what's going on with him? So, um, were you able to, to talk about uh, Ryan Woodbrick or ask any yeah, questions? Yeah, I 
pretty much asked that exact question as to what has happened to Ryan. We haven't seen him for quite some time. So where has he been? What's been the thinking behind it? So here's what Rick mm. had to say. Darnell's been exceptional. You know, and, and Babu, if, if we need to, the way that the 18 works out, if you've noticed, I've been putting three attackers in the 18. So um, if something were to happen with Darnell, we could slide Babu back. Is there any truth that you've had an approach from another club for Ryan this season? Uh, nope. Okay. Wow. So, look, we... Yeah, um, to, be, to be clear here, we, have, we know that there is interest elsewhere. Um, it, it's... It's an odd one, isn't it? Look, at, at the end yep. of the day... It's just hard to look at some of the guys I think are making the bench ahead of Ryan. And he mentioned about having three forwards on the bench. And there's, I know Rising have struggled in the attack, but mm-hmm. do you really need three out of seven guys to be attacking guys? I mean, and that's one of the things that kind of worries me um, when I do see the bench. I mean, it hasn't, you know, you know, come back to bite them, but I understand the logic with having someone like Babu start on the wing because let's say for whatever reason, Kalistri goes off. Either he's not going having a good game or injured or whatever. You slide Darnell over, you put Babu maybe back, and then you put someone else on the left wing. You know, someone like a, uh, you know, a John A or, or Hurst if he's not starting. So I understand that. I certain, I understand that rationale. But having someone like Ryan Flood on your squad or not even putting him on the bench is not. I don't think that's good. You know, he's from what I've seen. He's, he's just. I, I understand. I don't understand what's going on with that. So. It, it doesn't bode well. I, I feel like there's one comment in here from the uh, account with the name Fire Shance, but it's saying if Darnell is exceptional, why does Rick sub him so much? Well, I think there's, there's kind of a... It's a bit of a complicated question there because Darnell has been playing more on the left recently, and mm. I feel like that's what Rick is kind of referring to. But at the same time, you're right, right? Throughout the season, we've seen him subbed off. There have been times where we've questioned, why are you taking the captain off? And his response is the performance wasn't there. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a more recent thing. Um, but look, at the end of the day, and I mean, I see the chat is uh, bringing up the J word. Um, that would be <laughs> Lamin Jaune. Unfortunately, I said it, Michael, not Ramon. But um, I, I, yeah, I, I feel as though... An, Perhaps this is harsh on Lamin. I, I feel as though, to me, knowing as well, and knowing that that Ryan has the ability to play on the wing, um, so he's not mm-hmm. just a, a fullback. He is a guy who can play on the wing as well. It's as though there is a... I, I don't know. Personally, I personally would take Ryan over Lamin. Um, I, I don't yeah. know how you feel there, Ramon. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Laman, I feel, enough now to kind of understand his game and his repertoire. And uh, as far as, you know, just even putting a cross into the box, I think Ryan just takes that right off the bat, just based on what I've seen. So it's it's uh, it's weird that uh, that this situation is happening. So I'm not I'm not sure how else to put it, because, you know, we, we all know Ryan's talented. He's, he's shown what he's what he has. And for him not to be even in the lineup or on the bench, I mean, it's 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 tough to see. So we'll, we'll just have to see what happens with that. And, you know, hopefully you get some playing time in the future. But they, now there are, of course, and I'm not going to not gonna put it all on, you know, we're not quite in a position to name names yet or anything like that. We do know that there have been rumblings behind the scenes about other players as well being moved on. So 
I, I don't know. I mean, this team is in a very odd kind of position right now because, look, several guys have departed. We've seen, obviously, Manuel Madrid, Jonathan Levin, Aaron Gutierrez left at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Epps was traded away for uh, JJ Williams, which, based off of one game, and it is only one game, of course, we've got to asterisk that. It's, it's mm-hmm. not something to hang too, too much on, but it's a positive start at least. Looks as though Rising has gotten something that they did want, so that's a completely understandable move. Um, I, I just I just feel as though, yeah, this, this team isn't quite done moulding, or Rick isn't quite done right now, moulding this team into what exactly it is that he wants. And... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put words in his mouth to the thought that's going through my head right now. I'm not going to say, but um, Mm -hmm. it does, of course, then raise questions of chemistry and how long these things can take sometimes to to kind of step up. Look, it's it it sets you up for a very kind of awkward running if you make too many changes. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got to find a way of sorting this. Now, Repetto actually isn't one of those names that I've heard around, to, to Reese's point in here. But we did, I did manage to ask Rick about Claudio's future at the club today, partly because, look, when you bring in a guy like JJ Williams, he's quite low down on the pecking order now. Claudio wasn't in the 18 in the last game. Mm-hmm. And, he, and Jaune came on ahead of him in Oakland uh, to play in the centre forward role off the bench. So I did ask Rick about Claudio Repetto's future here at the club. Here's what he had to say. He's, just, he's still here and he's a Phoenix Rising player, so he has to keep working hard every day and compete. And um, I thought Richie has been fantastic. He came in, he, he had his, what, 10, 15 minutes and he got a goal. So it's at that spot for us, it's all about production and the guys that are going to produce and the guys that are going to do what we need them to do, they're going to play. So uh, he knows it's competitive and he knows that it's fair. And if he starts producing and, and creating more chances, then he'll get more opportunity. I mean, he's not wrong. I think, you know, you bring someone like J.J. Williams in, he starts, he scores a goal, he shows you that he's he's ready to take on that spot, which Perpetuo Antwi and, and a number of other guys have had the opportunity to to compete for. You know, what are you going to do? You know, it's 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 Williams number one, I, I feel now. And then, of course, he got Hurst. And then Antwi has been showing what he's got. He's, he scored a goal as well during the last game. So if you're Repetto, man, like this is a tough situation. Like it's it's not the situation you probably envisioned coming into the club, especially at the beginning of the season. But it's it, it, I think he's just he's going to have to compete a lot more uh, for for that spot or for some opportunities. And once you get to you know once you once you do get those minutes, you need to make them count. You need to get on the board. You need to make an assist. You you need to create something in order to continue seeing more minutes. So it's it, it's a tough situation to be in. I mean, there is a question here, which <laughs> is coming in the chat here, and it's how can you create cha- uh, chances if you're not playing? I mean, it's a good good question. He was I a hell of though. That's not, I don't feel like it's he something was, that... He was, he hmm. was. But it, it's just... It's just almost a, a problem when you when you look at... Now, the depth has gotten too much, um, hmm. I feel, for the centre-forward role, that... Com- competition in that role is becoming almost impossible because there's too many players. You, um, what would you say? It's, five? It's the opportunity to play as nine? Because now, because like you're saying, we saw Johnny there as a number nine at the end of the Oakland game. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't really count Johnny. I feel as though that was a weird desperation move that I don't think we'll see repeated. Well, let, so let's um, take Hurst and, and Johnny out of the equation then. You have Williams, you have Antwi now who's playing well. 
and then you have Repetto, who's playing for one spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you've got other guys who could, in a real mess, fill in. I, I just feel as though a guy who you brought in as as the guy who was going to be your big target nine at the start of the season, that you, you made a fuss over the fact that you'd acquired him from Charleston to, mm-hmm. to be that guy. Um, I I don't think it's a great position to be in to leave him sitting at the very, very end of the bench with mm-hmm. no real opportunity to get out on the field. Now, it's just that it's just that problem, isn't it? Whereby you can't consistently just expect the depth to be infinite. There needs to be kind of a limit to that because you've got to be fair to players at this level. You do have to be fair to players at this level, right? You think he's really thinking about being fair right now? They're out of the playoffs. There's only 12 games left. I don't think he's thinking fair. He's thinking, who's going to get me the three points so these people what can What does that do for you in the future? What does that do for you in the future? Yeah, I don't because think here's the thing. The number of guys that have been released this season, mm-hmm. the number of guys that, look, there have been... We know that the locker room is not being united throughout this season. At least they haven't been united behind their head coach. We know that's been the case at various points in this season. You have mm-hmm. to really question. Look, you can say playoffs or bust, but you know if we're going to talk about not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, which I know that some owners seem to to like to kind of throw out there, you can't just decide it's going to be a uh, ruthless culling of players necessarily or, or mm-hmm. ruthless you know abandoning of players even at the club um if you know you're looking ahead to the future as well you have to you mm-hmm. have to consider about what happens next year and at the end of the day it, it's i i just feel as though now if you're in a position where if claudio wants to go um given the the situation that's happened and maybe you give him a couple of games just to see does JJ Williams really fit in in the way that we're we're almost expecting now off of that first game he had here to do. Um, yeah. Maybe you do give it a few more games until you make a decision. But if he wants to leave, to me, you can't stand in his way. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that that's that, that's what I'm saying about fairness to players at this level. That's okay. what I mean. Mm. I mean that. You have to remember that keeping a guy in a role where they won't play can be the end of a guy's career at this level because there isn't far to drop. Mm-hmm. So that's what fairness to players means to me. If you're not going yeah. to realistically offer them the opportunity to play, not necessarily every week, but to get out on the field with some degree of regularity, you have to offer them the options to move on. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll talk about this more on Thursday uh, when we preview the game on Saturday. But, you know, there's a lot of a lot of pieces now and not enough spots on, on the chessboard. So, you know, Rick's going to gonna have to figure something out and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, all right, Owen, let's take a quick break and talk about our friends at OG's. Um, there, there's apparently a, a new sweepstakes that's going to be happening. It's called Flavoring Life from OG. So, uh, one winner will receive three bags of OGs, including orange, crimsicle, and tropical flavors. An OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Look at that. Look at OGs, you know, taking care of business right there. So you guys, if, uh, if you want to join the sweepstakes, you guys can actually go to gophnx.com or click on the link in our show notes in order to be entered into the Flavoring Life sweepstakes. Um, I don't know if you have the graphic or not, but, uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool. There we you do, go. We do. Look at that. Uh, so, yeah, again, Flavoring Life sweepstakes. You get an OG's gummies. You get an OG's hat, PHNX t-shirt, and the PHNX annual membership. 
Um, and you guys can can check out all the content that we have on gophnx.com. Um, you guys can check it out. Uh, you guys can check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and also follow them on Instagram at ogsbrands. And you can also find their products at your local dispensary. And remember, you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Can we get on this? Can we get on the sweepstakes? I kind of <laughs> feel like we probably can't. Um, yeah, right. Just a little inkling there that we probably can't. <laughs> but uh, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. It'd be fun to get on that sweepstakes. I'm telling you, the orange creamsicle one was really good. So you know, try that one. All right, Owen. Uh, let's take a quick look at around the USL. Uh, see what happened this past weekend. Any result that kind of caught your eye uh, this past weekend? We had Birmingham over uh, over Hartford. Uh, Pittsburgh 1-0 over Tulsa, uh, Tampa Bay taking care of business at uh, Indy 11, Las Vegas tied with Atlanta United 2, Sacramento 4-2, man. Those guys don't stop. Like we get That it. one stood <laughs> out to me because they've been struggling lately, and there was kind of a point there whereby you just had to, you just had to think about, you know, uh, are they going to manage to carry it on from Wednesday? Are they going to mm-hmm. manage to ultimately get the win against this struggling Charleston side. And they did. They mm. came out away from home, got the result there. It's it's big. It's big for them. And it's good for them in terms of their own playoff ambitions that they're suddenly picking up points again in the league and, and going to hopefully, from their perspective, keep that going despite the fact that they've been quite busy these past few weeks. Yeah, that's saying something. And they're they still have, they going to have a tough schedule moving forward too because they got to make up some of those games that – were rescheduled. Uh, Monterey uh, over Loudon, San Antonio and Galaxy two split points. Louisville only one goal over El Paso. That one I was looking forward to see. So El Paso, you know, hung tough with them. Uh, San Diego loyal or uh, over Orange County. Uh, and then on Sunday we had New Mexico United get the three points over the Baby Bulls. So um, yeah, it took a last uh, minute goal that one it took a last minute goal as mm-hmm. is being mentioned here. Yeah. Took a last minute goal to get the baby bulls one, uh, to get the win over the baby bulls. But the San Antonio one too. That I don't know if you yeah. caught the highlights from that one, but one of the Galaxy defenders basically just moved out of the way and it was like the mm-hmm. 96th minute, and San Antonio was able to take advantage, and you know, that's how you lose three points. So crazy, crazy weekend uh around the USL as always. So and there was uh, some crazy stuff happening in that game as well, with uh things thrown, I believe, at the assistant referees. So oh really? Man, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a and at the LA bench, so some weird stuff in San Antonio. Weird night. Um, oh, yeah. but, be nice, yeah. be nice to the refs. Um, looking at the standings now in the Western Conference, San Antonio leads everything with fifty points, or at least the conference. I mean, with fifty points, that's that's crazy, man. <laughs> They're seven ahead of yeah. San Diego uh, with forty three. Colorado drops down to forty. Uh, or to the third place, I mean, with 40 points. And then we have New Mexico United with 38, Sacramento 33, uh, El Paso as well as 33, and then Las Vegas is in seventh with 32 points. So right now, Rising is four points away from Las Vegas. So to your point where you were saying earlier that this is basically a six-pointer this weekend in order to be be able to cut the gap um, from that seventh spot uh, where Rising wants to be. Yeah, and look, it's not just me saying that. It came out of the locker room today. Ben Lunt came out with it first, mm-hmm. um, and other people have mentioned it as well. It's a it's a big game this weekend. Now, one of a bit of USL news that was alluded to in the chat earlier, so I think we should uh, hop on it. Corey Herzog, released by Hartford. That's a Phoenix Rising fan favorite, Corey Herzog, who's uh, <laughs> really loved by the guys here, right? um, isn't he? 
Um, he's actually going to complete the USL trifecta this year, uh, by the looks. In the is it all the divisions or? For, he played for a League Two team, but not in League mm-hmm. Two. He played for them in the Cup. Okay. Uh, he played in the Championship, obviously, with Hartford. So now, when he gets a game under his belt, because he just signed, he was released by Hartford today. He's mm-hmm. just signed for Union Omaha in League One. When okay. he gets that game in under his belt for Union Omaha, he'll have played for each of the fr- a team from each of the three leagues in the same year. Talk about a hat trick. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's crazy. I mean, and <laughs> I guess that's the, you know, when you're on that level, I think like you're saying, you're, when you're talking about Repetto, it's like there's, when you get released or you don't get any playing time, you know, there's, you know, sometimes you got to go lower, a lower division, or maybe there's no other spot to go to. So, you know, it's kind of the life at that point, you know, when you're a professional baller. So we'll see, we'll see mm-hmm. what happens with them. Um, Owen, oh, any, uh, looking at these standings here, once again, uh, it's it's looking pretty crazy right there in the middle of the table. Uh, thirty three points with Sacramento in fifth place. Uh, Phoenix with twenty eight. If Rising's able to get back to back victories uh, against Lights and then Orange County, you know that puts you right in the middle of things. So it's a good time. You know, I know that they've had a they had a rough July and June. So you know, getting getting three wins in a row will kind of basically basically put you back in the in the driver's seat uh, as far as your playoff uh, chances. Absolutely, absolutely. It really throws them in the mix. If they're not in the playoffs at that point, you're going to be talking of being around a point away. So mm-hmm. to get those kind of results, that's big for Rising. They really need them, really mm-hmm. need them at this point. Vegas are a team you're competing with. You can't drop points to Vegas. Uh, Orange County are a team that are right behind you. You can't mm-hmm. drop points to Orange County. Not only that, because they're also one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, so you've got to pick up your points when they're you're playing a team that's worse than you in the table. You absolutely mm-hmm. have to pick those points up. Uh, and there are, of course, some some tough games still to come. I mean, look, Colorado Springs away from home, I don't think it's going to be an easy game. El Paso away from home, I don't think it's going to be an easy game. And you've still got San Diego away and Sacramento away. You know, these aren't going to be easy games. Look, it's got to be, got to be a win, surely. Surely this weekend, Surely. I mean, far chance in the chat. Look at that. You might be on the OGs. Clip that. (laughs) Clip that, Jacob. And I'll bring it back when they went through in a row. Watch. Um, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Again, 12 games left for Rising. Some teams have a little bit less games. Some have a a little bit more. But this is it. You know, we're getting down to the home stretch. And this is the point where you can't be dropping points because otherwise you're you're out of the playoffs. So it's going to be interesting. Always a fun time in USL and taking a look around them. So. Uh, Owen, let's take another quick break and talk about our friends at DraftKings. So if you guys haven't yet, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Uh, You guys can use the promo code PHNX. And when you make your first deposit, you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for more details. We actually have games tomorrow, right? We do. We do. So I'm currently getting some odds for us odds, odds. Uh, but there are a couple of games in usl championship oh tomorrow. these are nice okay let's take a look here so the new york red bulls against memphis 901 to me that's a memphis win and to DraftKings, that's also a memphis win uh minus 190 if you want to go for memphis there mm-hmm. probably not worth a bet that one i'll be honest to me yeah. memphis are going to win that game uh, the one that is worth a bet, if you think you know how this one's going to go, New Mexico United against Sacramento Republic. 
I think Sack could have a, a shot at that game. I feel as though they're getting over that hump. They're mm-hmm. now riding a high after that Open Cup win. It could have been a hangover. Instead, it's a high. They got the result mm-hmm. on the weekend. So I'm looking there at Sacramento at plus 215. That's tempting. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, though. These midweek games, Sacramento just played on the weekend. They're coming off this emotional high of you get into the U.S. Uh, Open Cup final I know. I don't know. I think this is like a game that kind of just say, you know what? If we lose, it's fine. You know, we're not going to go 120 percent in, in this game. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'm taking New Mexico, but then again, like you're saying, they've been playing really well. So at that point, like, do you go with Sacramento? So I'm trying to find the odds here. Let's see if I can find them. Uh, it's plus 105 for New Mexico. If you want to take New Mexico in that game, so even then, it's not a bad one. Always yeah, yeah. bet the New Mexico get. No, sorry, always bet the New Mexico draw. Says Michael in the chat. You can get the mm. draw at plus 235. There you go. So any bet you choose, you're gonna make some money regardless. So um, if you want to say it's gonna be a goalless game, if you're gonna be that guy. Uh, I believe what are we getting here? If we're gonna go for a nil-nil draw, plus thirteen hundred. <laughs> yeah, if you want to be boring, that might be the way to go. A, a, a Wednesday night thriller. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with those games. Actually, tomorrow you got some other games which are pretty interesting. Which is two Mexican teams facing against the LA teams, which is uh, Chivas against LA Galaxy, and then you have Club America against LAFC. So. Interesting games tomorrow as well with that. Just uh, all part of the the League's Cup Showcase. That's what they're calling it. So League's um, Cup Showcase. Why does yep. MLS do this? I don't know. Why I think that's the way they're going. I mean, I'm, I mean, they did it. They did the weird stuff with. Did you, did you see the Charlotte stuff earlier? The game that? that got called off. Charlotte against Columbus. I think I'm not. I think it was. Um, hmm. It was nil-nil. It got called off after 16 minutes. They've rearranged it for October, but Mm -hmm. they're going to restart in the 16th minute still, and you're going to have to have the exact same teams out there. I did not hear about this. What the heck? They announced this today. Why would you you do this? Like, just... It's 16 minutes in. No one's scored. Just start from the beginning. Like... Oh, is it... Okay, I see it here. Storms postponed conclusion of Columbus crew at Charlotte FC match. They so they want the exact same team. That's yeah, crazy. but they're doing it two months late. Just, <laughs> just start again. It's two months Very late. Easy. Sixteen minutes played, barely anything played, and not a single goal. Just what start again. <laughs> All right. Just, I, I mean, at that point, I don't think there's really any disadvantage for not. Was it zero zero? Again, one was leading. Yeah, right? it was yeah. no goal. There were no goals. Just start again. Yeah, not good. Not good at all. Uh, Tyler says, sounds MLS to me. And same players. I mean, I don't think you can really force them to put the same players out there. What if someone gets a cold or is injured or whatever? So Yeah, no, same players. You can you can sub them. Use one of your subs and put them on the... Take a guy who was already listed to the bench. But yeah, I don't know. Weird stuff. Weird stuff. Always fun. Always fun. Um, Owen, let's talk about what's going on in European football. Uh, or soccer, as our producer uh, likes for us to call it during the show. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, English- Jacob. I'm not going to pay attention. <laughs> the English Premier League kicks off this weekend on Friday with um, Arsenal and Crystal Palace facing off. So uh, a lot of changes this year with uh, English Premier. I feel like this is kind of like the year that things are turning over. There's a lot of changes in Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, You know, of course, Manchester United, which is my team. 
Um, but I don't know if you follow any particular team uh, from the English Premier League. Not, not in the Premier League. God, no. No, I'm following <laughs> the uh, the greatest team from South Wales, Cardiff oh, City. No. Um, got the season off to a winning start in the championship uh, with a win over Norwich. Um, okay, okay. Not a bad, not a bad start to the year that, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, arguably now, you know what? If if Reece is going to say that Arsenal are winning this the league this year, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to say that Cardiff are going to win the championship because neither of those things are going to happen. But hey, you know, it's <laughs> so for someone that that grew up over there, um, Owen. Like so, you know, here in America, you know, in Mexico, they got rid of relegation. In the U.S., they've never pretty much had it. So. What's what's the how meaningful is it for a team to kind of work their way up the divisions? Um, you know, absolutely like massive. Okay, and it's, that seem- that's why you see. Yeah, it's why you see. You know, we have look, we have playoffs, obviously, in a different kind of way. Um, you don't mm-hmm. see that in the Premier League, but you see it in all the lower leagues. Typically, um, you do have playoffs in that the top two teams go up automatically, and then you have. Third through mm-hmm. six will play a playoff. Those numbers change slightly depending on how many go up and go down. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see like a, a crowd of 80,000 at Wembley for for the final, you know, a one-off game because it's huge. Um, mm-hmm. You just look at the finances involved even. When you're a, a championship team in the second tier and the, the you know, millions and millions and millions of pounds that are involved mm-hmm. in getting promoted to the Premier League, even if you come straight back down because they have something called parachute payments, which is you still get mm. a degree of payment from the TV many higher up yeah, while yeah. you are adjusting to life in the next division down. So these things are big. I mean, it's it's huge because you see as well some really small teams that will end up playing against big teams in the same league just because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you know, they've picked themselves up. I mean, I remember Coventry playing in League Two. I remember Portsmouth playing in League Two when I was covering a, a team down there. And it it's... Those are big, big games against you know, for for certain teams. I mean, I yeah. remember the team I covered at the time, Exeter City, going to mm. Wembley and playing Coventry, and Coventry filled up their end at Wembley, so Ooh. they had like you know thirty, forty thousand people there. I remember Exeter City because I started a. I'm a big fan of the career mode in FIFA, <laughs> so I thought it'd be fun to start at the EFL two. I believe that's what it was. And then you kind of work your way up and then championship and, and then you get to the Premier League. So a lot of these teams, I, I'm like, I don't even know where they're at. So I used to Google them. <laughs> and one of them I remember was uh, Extra City. That was one of the teams that I, I think I faced. What are they in Football League One? So there you go. Uh, they are um, in League One this year. They went up last year. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. And, Good achievement for them. They've been see, knocking on the door for a while. Yeah. And uh, what's it called? But then I do see a lot of the teams that used to be in the Premier League. I remember Bolton. Uh, and I remember Bolton because there was a Mexican player that actually played for them, and then now they kind of t- you know stumbled down a little bit down the down the ranking. So it's always fun, you know. It's always fun to look at that, and you know, I'll see if I can watch more more EFL or championship games this year. Uh, but we'll see. Um, let's, uh, I'm trying to figure out here. Uh, Everton Leeds United. They they were able to sc- escape relegation this past year, so we'll see. We'll see how Leeds United does. Uh, they got a American coach, two American. Uh, uh, players that they signed on so you know can you tell me based on your experience in europe like how you know american coaches are looked over there you know bob bradley was a coach there for a little bit but is there a, a little bit of a stigma having an american coach over uh, there i feel like people laugh about it at first but the thing about being a coach is that 
very much as we've seen some from some of Rising's fans here, it's very much a to an extent you get the job done, who cares? Um about dumb stuff like that on the side. Look, it, at the end of the day, it if you're getting the job done, they'll like you. If you're not getting the job done, you're gonna mm-hmm. hear about it and you're gonna hear about it quite loudly. Um yeah. it, it's at the end of the day, yeah, that that's what it is. It, it probably gets a bit of stick when you first come over, but then it's just get the job done and people quieten down. Yeah, and, the, and it's it's interesting to hear that because you know you have a team like Leeds United who had had not been in the Premier or the top division of English football for a very long time, and they were brought up by a legendary coach, at least in in the Americas, which is Marcelo Bielsa, and he got let go because the the team wasn't performing. You have an American coach uh, come in, uh, Jesse Marsh, and he was able to keep them on on the top flight. So that's it's just interesting to see that. And how the dynamics work when it comes to coaching and, and seeing, you know, uh, a foreign coach, you know, we'll say, uh, be part of the English Premier League. So, uh, I, I, apparently I, remember, now I remember him. I remember him coming in, uh, Bielsa, and coaching uh, in when Leeds were in the championship, actually. I think it was the first mm-hmm. game back after the COVID break. Uh, and they mm-hmm. had Cardiff. And he comes, you know, he's play, got them playing this really exciting football. And uh, they come to Cardiff and lose to... Uh, what we, what was termed by a lot of people at the time as Brexit ball, uh, <laughs> really backwards, who fit forward, who <laughs> who needs skill? Just find the goal once or twice, and you get over. We'll figure it, it out. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So yeah, English Premier League uh, this weekend. Uh, I'm not sure about the other leagues, but you know, uh, you know, if they start this week, we'll see. We'll see what's going on with them. All right, Owen, anything else you want to talk about? Big transfer as well. Big transfer as well in European terms. Aaron Ramsey signing for Nice this week. For who? Nice. OG, uh, nice in uh, in France, in Ligue 1. Although, uh, let me double check here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see it now. Yeah. I, if they I, finished in fifth last year in Ligue 1. Yeah. Okay. Ligue 1. Uh, yeah. What, what's going on with Aaron Ramsey? You know, he's what? He's only 31? Already. Come on. Already he's, he's, ready, he's ready. He's ready to uh, help. With the World Cup campaign this year, you know, we'll see. You know, uh, Gareth Bell's looking holding the trophy good. come holding the trophy come December. I don't think so <laughs> somehow, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to imagine. I do that with Mexico. You know, I play the uh, FIFA, the World Cup uh, game, and then I imagine myself winning. Um, all right, that is it for us tonight. We will be back on Thursday with the preview of the Las Vegas Lights game. Owen had some very bad news for me regarding that game that it's most likely gonna rain again. So. I, is it bad news because they keep winning when it rains? True. They won That's in true. Hartford. It rained that afternoon, and then they and didn't they win again until it rained here, and they played here mm-hmm. and it rained. So you know, from what I gather, there's a, an emergency meeting going on. Maybe they're going to install some sprinklers up on those floodlights. You know, if <laughs> if it doesn't rain any given weekend, we're going to make sure that it rains. Um, me, but, me and you on the sideline just spraying the players there. So. <laughs> just standing there with one of those little sprays like the <laughs> just like squirty this. one <laughs> we'll see we'll see uh but yeah you know just a little heads up if you guys are planning i know last time you know you texted me it's like hey man i'm already here it's crazy you know just be ready and <laughs> i brought a sweater and i had my umbrella and stuff but just be right it's part of the game so uh but yeah we'll be back thursday uh thank you so much for joining us if you haven't yet make sure to help us out if you go to go um you guys can sign up 
and help out Owen. Check out his his uh, his writing over there, and then check out everybody else at Go PHNX. And also, if you go to the Go PHNX locker, you can purchase. Um, oh, I don't have it today. Oh, it's over here. Why don't you tell me? Oh, you know, I've there got it. Go. I've got it. Yeah. There we go. Our very yeah. own scarf. Where is it? There you go. Indeed. I've got it upside down. Go. Um, and by doing that, you support the show, helps us go. out, get, get, gets us a little bit more money so that way we can go travel and bring you all the best coverage. So help us out over there. Get get some nice shirts and um, it's a good gift, you know? Uh, so yeah, if you guys uh, you know want to tell your, your friends about the show as well, help us out. Follow us on Twitter as, as well, phnx underscore underscore rising. Double the underscores, double the need to win on Saturday. <laughs> All I'm right, changing it every time now. <laughs> I see we were actually saying it this time because uh, they won. So, mm. but yeah, y'all, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you on Thursday. And uh, until then, take care, be well, and see you later.